This podcast was produced on the lands of the Wurundjeri and Wadawurrung people, and we pay our respects to their elders past and present. Hi, you're listening to Ingridopedia, a food fight podcast, but we don't throw food at each other. That would be wasteful. We wouldn't get to eat it. We throw facts at each other and uses and recipes, and we pick an ingredient every episode. And my co-host, Emily Naismith, and I go back and forth and fight about its virtues. My name's Ben Birchall. Welcome to Ingridopedia. Hello, Em. Hello. So today is a cheese-based episode. We've done blue cheese. Mm-hmm. We've done processed cheese, we have, yep. and we've done. Now we're doing Parmesan cheese. One of them is affectionately known as the king of the cheeses. Yeah, obviously it's processed cheese. <laughs> I, well, I think the uh, a wheel of Parmesan goes for you know several hundred dollars. Mm, a bit more than a bigger stringer. Yes, slightly more than a bigger stringer. Uh, I hope we bring the quality to the podcast. Mm, we won't, but let's get into it. Okay. <laughs> All right, Ben, you've got a single coin in your pocket and you're at McDonald's. What are you getting? What what coin is it? Well, How much does anything cost I anymore? I know. Well, there's a loose change menu. So okay. you can get like frozen Coke, obviously soft serves, yeah. um, hamburger, small fries. Sometimes there's like some random chicken and cheeseburger. Like a che- can you get a cheeseburger with it? No, not oh. for $2. That's how they get you. Oh, that's how they get you. <laughs> Um, I guess a, like an ice, like a yeah. soft serve. Okay. Yep. Well, there's nothing like hugely exciting. So let's fly halfway around the world to Italy and what's on their loose change oh, menu. Okay. Does this interest you? Snack di Parmigiano Reggiano, il formaggio tascabile. Parmigiano Reggiano, the pocket sized cheese. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> yes, there's pocket cheese on the menu in Macca's in Italy. And for anyone who doesn't know, Parmigiano Reggiano is basically what the English-American translation to Parmesan came from. But, like, obviously, Parmigiano Reggiano is one of the best cheeses in the world and it's got to be produced in, like, a specific part of Italy mm-hmm. or specific parts and Parmesan can be made anywhere. Unpasteurized um, cow's milk cheese yeah. Um, yeah. to qualify for the legally protected name in Italy <laughs> and the rest of the European Am Union, stealing? for example. Okay, yep. this is one of your facts. Okay. So even in Macca's in Italy, they're slinging the good stuff. And the menu says, Perfetta per il tuo happy meal o per accompagnare le tue gustose insalate, which means perfect for your happy meal or to accompany your tasty salads. Uh-huh. So it's one euro and, yeah, it's just a tiny piece of Parmigiano Reggiano wrapped in an individual plastic wrapper, which is adorable. <laughs> like Not great for the environment. Not great but- for the environment and... I, you know, do my best to reduce packaging, waste and use and all that kind of stuff. But my weakness, my true weakness is miniature food. Like those little sachets of peanut butter, (laughs) those little sachets of Vegemite. They're just so cute. Um, And this falls into the same category and makes me feel like it's too adorable to cause the planet harm. Um, So let's see what this pocket cheese is like. Um, There's a video on TikTok of an Italian band called Lionfield going through the drive-thru and trying the pocket cheese. In Italy, they literally have Parmesan cheese as a snack in McDonald's. I'm Diablo. 
Italia Posso avere due parmigianini? Certo Due parmigianini Grazie, ciao This is what we got Let's try It's cute Parmigiano brick It looks like butter Amazing It's a good quality parmigiano Yeah, so it looks like a little stick of butter A little, yeah. almost like a Lego brick Yeah Parmesan Yeah, it's tiny Um, so yeah, I basically want pocket cheese with my happy meal now, thank you. And I'm gonna have to freaking bring it in my own pocket, aren't I? Australian <laughs> McDonald's. It's not really very fair. Get onto it. <laughs> okay, it's already clear from your first fact, Emily, you're a fan of Parmesan cheese or yeah. Parmigiano Reggiano. Um so if I was to serve you right now, if I had it under the table magically, penne matriciana. Yeah, I mean, I would put parmesan yeah, on parmesan that. Yeah, parmesan on that. Yeah. Okay, what about uh, fettuccine carbonara? Hell yeah. Yep, put parmesan great. On pas- that, yeah. Parmesan on that. What about a pea and prawn risotto? I think I have put parmesan on that. I think I have. And I know you're not supposed to put it on seafood. You're but breaking one of I the golden rules of Italian <laughs> cuisine the, the seafood and cheese prohibition, mm. which is a thing. And it's such a thing that uh, this TripAdvisor review of the Maximo Italian Bistro in London from 2018 went viral. This is the, the name of the review is The service in this place is second to cow dung. <laughs> And the man says, you know, I came in because it was cosy and cute. I ordered the crab ravioli in a cream salmon sauce. Halfway through the meal, I felt like the dish needed a little something. So I asked the waiter for some parmesan cheese and he sort of gave me a bewildered look. I waited for his response, which I couldn't believe. He literally refused to give me the parmesan, stating (laughs) that you do not put parmesan on any seafood because it will take away the flavor. Uh, And it goes on, but basically... The chef was just like, nope, you can't get it. And not only that. This I respect was the, that. You, I kind of do. Um, and I also res- respect the chef's response on, on the TripAdvisor review. No words about your rudeness and your silly request. I'm trying to understand your incredible frustration and disappointment about your obscene request you have made here at Maximo. <laughs> it was very hard to say no to you. And the harder part was to explain as better as I could the obvious reasons of my refuse. Well, there are a few rules in the authentic Cucina Italiana you probably aren't aware. Never ask for pineapple on pizza. Mm. Never put cream in your carbonara. Never ask for any Alfredo pasta. Who is Alfredo anyway? Never put chicken on arrabbiata. (laughs) And last but not least, never, never, ever ask for cheese on a fish dish. Yeah. I think I've broken a few of those rules, to be fair. Yeah. (laughs) I've probably broken all of them at some point. It doesn't say anything about, you know... I mean, some of the some of the crimes against Italian food I've eaten in my time, like <laughs> like the avocado Alfredo that I used to get oh, at the man. pasta pot on uh, no, Main Street, no, Greensboro. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> no. Sun dried tomato in anything, like yeah, but no. Mattia said that was okay. Sun dried tomatoes. Yeah, he was bringing it back. Actually, that's yeah. true. Um, but yeah, I don't think he would be okay with with cheese and fish, which is no. the prohibition. So where did it originate? Well, according to our friends at Smithsonian Magazine, and honestly, I didn't start there. It just popped up. (laughs) One explanation may stem from gustatory common sense. Seafood tends to have a more delicate constitution, and those subtle flavors can be drowned out by a heady assertive cheese. So that's the seafood's delicate, Mm. parmesan's not, it overpowers it. Another explanation for this taboo may lie in Italy's geography. Major cheese-making regions such as Piedmont, Trentino Alta, Adige, Lombardy, and Veneto are all largely landlocked. Uh, 
Their region, regions have a terroir that makes for easy grazing for livestock and thus their cuisines are largely accustomed to the addition of che cheeses such as Grana Padano, Bra or Asiago as both a primary and supporting ingredient. But given their distance from the sea, few people in these regions have ready access to a steady supply of fresh seafood. Do you know, th this just re reminded me of what I had the other day, which blew my mind, which I'm sure all the Italian people would think is disgusting. Oysters mm. with like melted cheese on top. Yeah. It was like Mornay oyster That's or like something. a French It was delicious. Thing. Yeah, yeah. So you're allowed well, to do it on oysters? Well, the, not in Italian food, okay. but in lots of other cuisines, like, you know, fish burritos with cheese in, yeah. in like Mexican and Tex-Mex food. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of... Um, uh, smoked salmon and cream cheese on a That's bagel. a classic. Absolutely. So it's it's in... But I guess cream cheese doesn't have as much flavour as... It's not the same as parmesan. parmesan. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, this is really just like no cheese and fish, not just yeah, parmesan. Okay. And parmesan is the way that it shows up for us in, in yeah. Italian restaurants where we're like, put it in. They're like, yeah. it's just <laughs> on the table. It's right there. And I've done that before. I got like a squid ink yeah. uh, spaghetti at I think Doc on um, Ligon Street and, and I was like can I have some of that and the guy's like nah I was like <laughs> okay fair play um, so I've been there but yeah it's, it's a, it is an absolute golden rule um, th there is one other explanation that is provided in an article in Gastro Obscura uh, writer Dan Nosowitz has a different take other than just the you know they don't go together for geographical reasons or flavour reasons uh, he says it was potentially originally a medical prohibition from the time of Hippocrates in the 4th and 3rd centuries BC. Humorism was the dominant medical theory throughout what is now Italy. The theory relies on balancing of the four humours, uh, meaning bodily fluids. Okay. So black bile, yellow bile, phlegm and blood. <laughs> so it was all about finding yeah. balance in those. And good health was considered to be a result of proper balancing of the humours. One thing that could throw the humours out of whack or to be used to rebalance them was food and types of food were considered to have different effects on the humors. Basically what, what this article is saying is that fish and parmesan cheese have different effects on your humors. You'll th be thrown out of whack. Your mm. yellow bile will be all over the place. So basically he, he quotes a food historian named Ken Albala um, from the university of the Pacific. And he says that um, it, yeah, basically cheese would go bad long before it could be fully broken down and then that corrupt fish would be forced into the liver, be trans transformed into corrupt blood and ruin the entire digestive process by mixing mm. cheese and fish. I yeah. think we've come a long way since then. Well, I think so. Like, we've so, got refrigeration too. Like, come on. Yeah. We, we, can, we can dabble in yeah. a little bit of seafood. And that, I mean, that is the conclusion I come to, given that, it's based on now defunct medical theory from the third century yeah. BC. Great away. <laughs> Add parmesan to your seafood yeah. with reckless abandon. Don't worry about your bile. Yeah, don't come to us if you're vomiting black bile. <laughs> Dean is not because of us. <laughs> ben, what are you doing with your leftover parmesan rinds? Like um, the hard end bits of the cheese. Well, now, mm. I think... I think Ingridopedia listeners have been on this journey. I'm putting them in my bolognese. Yeah. Which is what was suggested to me by uh, Jake from Mortadelli in the carrot episode. Yeah, so good. That was quite recent. Yeah. Um, I, haven't, I haven't done that before. No, I think I've only done it a few times, but it is a very good 
um, thing to do. But so that's what you you do with them. But can I ask you another question? What does your mum do with them? Now the reason I ask is I know from past episodes. Do you want me to call her? <laughs> no, no, no. She knows her way around a microwave, and <laughs> she I came. Sure does. <laughs> I came across. <clears throat> And I came across a really interesting sounding microwave recipe for Parmesan rice. So I wondered if she'd dabbled. Um, and you can easily apparently turn Parmesan rinds into Parmesan rind crisps oh. in like 30 seconds or something. Okay. I have made Parmesan crisps. Really? Before, in the microwave? But not with the rinds. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to put this to the test. Okay. I, haven't, I haven't tried it oh. before. Um, Actual live science. Yeah. I've got a Parmesan rind here. Yep. I've um, washed it and dried it, and then we're going to chop it up into little bite-sized pieces, and we're going to put them on a plate in the microwave for 60 seconds, sorry, not 30, and then the rind will melt and apparently puff up. Okay. And then we're going to make little pumps and chips. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. We're back. These little warm, puffy treats. They've really puffed up. Yeah, they look actually look really good. They're actually really good. I say that after I eat everything on this podcast. It's disgusting how much I say that. They're, but they're really good. Yeah. They're like, they have consistency of pork crackle. Mm. But the flavour of parmesan. Mm. And they're like... Oh. Light but also dense. Yeah. Like really satisfying to chew through. And the waxy bits, kind of good. Yeah. I want more. Let's eat another whole block of parmesan yeah. just to get the um, rind to make these little crispy things. My um, bolognese isn't going to be nearly as good. <laughs> okay, um, we're both feeling a little bit melancholy after finishing... A parmesan rind crisps. They were so delicious and they're gone. Mm. And we know we're not going to have them for a while because parmesan is quite... Ex- like real parm- sorry, parmigiano-reggiano mm. is quite expensive. It is. I bought a block the other day for like $11. Oh, not a block, but like a little triangle. Mm. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. And that's just like supermarket stuff. Like mm. you can go way more... Oh, you're assuming there, but yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I know how much you love the supermarket, so I'm just going to assume that that's what it was. Um, So would it surprise you to know that there are an estimated 300,000 wheels of Parmigiano-Reggiano worth around $200 million being kept securely in Italian bank vaults? Wow. And they're huge, the actual big wheels of them. Full full wheel. That's a lot. That would be a big bank vault. Yeah. Uh, one Italian bank, Credem, and this is from an article on cheeseprofessor.com, accepts wheels of parmesan as collateral against the loans they make to farmers needing cash while their <laughs> precious, precious cheeses mature. Oh, my God. Which makes it kind of not so surprising that cheese is the most stolen food in the world. Really? According the whole to the Centre for Retail Research in Britain, an astonishing 4% of the world's mm. cheese ends up stolen, which then may not surprise you that according to the Consorzio del Formaggio Parmigiano Reggiano, which is the official body 
governing Italy's parmesan makers. Over $3 million in parmesan cheese is stolen in Italy every year. Wow. Uh, it's not only warehouses that get robbed, robbed either. Gangs also target small artisanal parmesan makers and farmers, knowing that their security systems are easier to beat. Uh, and, and then is there like a black market for parmesan? Well, yeah, I mean, I guess this is like the maple syrup heist. Yeah. Then they find the find out how to, to move it on in the black market. Um, it's it's so common and so prevalent that in 2015, an armed gang was arrested in Medina in the Emilia Romagna region of northern Italy, where the genuine parmesan comes from, and charged with the theft of 785,000 euros, or about. 875 grand US, or like basically a million bucks Australian, of Parmigiano Reggiano cheese. Um, This is a description of that same theft from Vice. Authorities are claiming that the merry band of thieves travelled throughout the central and northern regions of Italy in hopes of scouting out suitable warehouses and factories in which they might ply their shadowy trade. Throughout the course of their investigation, police were able to uncover some astonishingly complex tools for simple cheese thieves, including weapons, radios, tools used for breaking into targeted buildings, and electronics used to circumvent alarm systems. According to Il Sole 24, the new service, the well-equipped gang of 11 individuals was successfully able to steal some 2,039 wheels of Parmigiano-Reggiano over the course of roughly two years. I know it's bad to steal, but like, (laughs) I hope that the thieves aren't just doing it for money and they're just like eating little bits of Parmigiano Reggiano on the way out. They're they're also doing it for the love of cheese. They're puffing them up in the microwave. (laughs) Yeah, I can understand it. Look, we've all wanted it. And uh, (laughs) yeah, I'm really thinking about where I'm going to get my next rind from after that. Mm, Lots of Italian restaurants around here. Maybe we should. Okay, Ben, what kind of pasta did you used to have when you were a kid? Uh, all kinds. Yeah. Uh, like uh, avocado Alfredo. Yeah, God. Okay. <laughs> um, well, yeah. I yeah, I actually used to be Carbonara obsessed with, with Alfredo cream pasta. In it. Yeah. <laughs> which is a, apparently a crime. Uh, yeah, it is isn't. It is now. What about if it was out of the, the sauces out of a jar? I think that makes it worse. Yeah. I was like full on obsessed with it for so long and then I just hit it way too hard and now I just can't even look at it. Wait, so what is Alfredo? Um, I think it's like butter and... Butter, heavy cream, parmesan, cheese, garlic, fresh cream. parsley. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I also hit carbonara tortellini pretty hard as a kid. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, follow-up question, what are you putting on top of your pasta as a child? Oh, um, craft pump. This? Yeah, that stuff. Yeah. The green tub of Yeah, but it used to just be in like a, like a tube. I don't know if you mm. remember it. It was like, didn't have like a fancy plastic lid. It was no, more it like wasn't. A, you couldn't see through it. No. It was like. It's just like yeah, a kind of foil tube it. with like, car, like cardboard foil yeah, lined. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you open up the lid and there's, like, holes on one side and, like, just a open, cavernous yeah. side on one side. And obviously you use this side to put it on. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, in my family, it's known as shit parmesan. Yeah. <laughs> um, and – but I, I fundamentally believe that there are moments where shit parmesan is better than good parmesan. That's what I wanted to find yeah. out yeah. today. Okay. Um, and I also wanted to find out when, as a family, 
And as an individual, I transitioned from this yeah. shit parmesan, as you say, to yeah. like real parmesan cheese. Because as in a block of parmesan cheese, not saying this is not real. It's I'm not sure real. It's not real. <laughs> it's not real. There's whole, um, there's whole facts about, yes, how not real that parmesan okay. is. Um, because I don't even think I had a concept of parmesan cheese being like a block of cheese when we were talking yeah. about putting parmesan. You were just like, no, it's, a like no, it's a powder. <laughs> Um, So when did I gain this consciousness? I think I've been talking to my mum about this and I think as a family it was around 2002. Mm. What was big in 2002? Jamie Oliver. Jamie Oliver. He was huge. shit parmesan for everyone. (laughs) I was going to say he like um, improved our Italian cooking, but yeah, perhaps ruined depending on where you fall. With his uppity big city ways. (laughs) Um, So yes, I've... I actually forgot the book, but I um, have been going through Jamie's old books this weekend and I wanted to flick through and see which recipes had parmesan in the first book, so Mm. The Naked Chef. And there's 28 recipes with parmesan. So no wonder... I transitioned. I yep. made I made the leap to real real parmesan. I must have made the leap then too because that's when I started making Jamie's risotto recipe, yeah. which if you listen to Ingredipedia Bites is <laughs> my most most uh, used recipe. Um, but having said all this, like I I've never bought this green stuff as an adult. Um, mm. Oh, I definitely have. <clears throat> yeah, okay. some in the pantry right well, now. I I went to buy it this week and I didn't know where to look in the supermarket. And I missed it. It's with the spaghetti. Oh, I was looking there. I couldn't, I couldn't see it. And then I was just, I was down near like the freezer and like the um, like nappies and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I have to go back and try and find it. I don't know what aisle it is. And then there was just a random tub of parmesan near like all the shaving things. I'm like, oh, no, I'll <laughs> <Thank> take <you>. it. <laughs> well, if you're looking for it again, it's near like where there's, there's like spaghetti and then there's tomato paste Okay, and sort of. Things that go with spaghetti and yeah. and shit parmesan is there. Mm-hmm. My son still loves it. And there's also like a chili one that you can get. Oh, interesting. Uh, he loves that stuff. Okay. So, yeah, we have some of that <laughs> in our house as we speak. Well, I recently found myself at um, my extended family's beach house with a near-empty fridge. And this was one of the only things in the fridge. Um, so, I decided to dabble and I wanted to find out whether there was a place for shit parmesan as you say so i made cacio e pepe popcorn the bogan version and it was actually pretty good um and i've since made it again and have some to try but i also tried it with real parmigiano reggiano so we can compare okay all right um i gave both to my son today and he said that the shit parmesan is the gooder one (laughs) the gooder one okay (laughs) okay a strong review. So, do you want me to tell you which one's which? Can I do a Can I do a blind? Yep. I see how well trained my palate is. Okay, I'm trying this one. I mean, that's good. Yeah. Very peppery. I'm going to cough. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I put a lot of pepper. Okay. Going for the second one. I don't have a strong opinion yet hopefully this one oh yeah that's a shit parmesan <laughs> and you know what your son is correct that is the gooder one i think it is mm. 
I, I did put a lot of it on there, so it might just be a volume thing. But it, it does taste like... It tastes, tastes like amazing. Like how you want popcorn to taste. We've eaten well tonight. Mm. Yeah, definitely the good one. <laughs> okay, Emily, I wish I had something to drink. Okay. To serve to you. Oh, is this about liquid parmesan or something? I'm very excited. <laughs> I want to talk to you about, well, two things. One is what the hell is with TikTok? <laughs> let's just, let's just, can you explain it dad. to me? Explain, explain <laughs> it to dad. This just seems to be like a food craze about everything. Yeah. Um, I don't get those ones. I wish I got more food craze videos. I okay. get, I get very, um, it, it looks deep into my psychological mm. problems and really understands what's going on, which is you know, terrifying. I, I ate that pickle that was wrapped in a fruit roll-up. Yeah, that's um, right. What else have we done? We've done a lot of TikTok you did food crazes. Oh, you did the pizzas things with the – but I don't know if, that, like, people putting migoring on the pizza. Oh, yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah, there was that one. Yeah. And you did the vinegar egg things. You tried to cook the eggs oh, in vinegar. Oh, and I made the, the pizza with the chicken – the, sh- the canned oh, chicken base. That I've tried to cancel that out of my. I've tried to really erase that from my mind. So basically, you oh, can just boy. think of a food stuff and go, "Well, that definitely wouldn't work <laughs> like this," and then search it on TikTok, and oh, it is there. You haven't seen the videos I've been putting up recently. <laughs> have you? No, I try and st- Dad stays off TikTok, but this is one that that I found that is not so much um, a uh, a food craze, but is a drink craze. Okay. And it involves parmesan cheese. And it is the the parmesan espresso martini. Oh, man. So this is from an article on winemag.com. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, almost every cocktail menu has an espresso martini these days. The iconic 80s and 90s libation is officially back on top. I do see them, see them everywhere. Mm. A lot of venues got them on tap and whatnot. Mm. With videos tagged espresso martini racking up more than 311 million views on TikTok. But the the uh, drink trend has even spawned spin-offs like pumpkin spice espresso martini, the frozen espresso martini. Americans love pumpkin they spice love pumpkin everything. Spice, yeah. Jesus. Uh, but a new espresso martini variant may just take the cake. Behold, the parmesan espresso martini, which is exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> The drink seems to have shaken social media to its core with videos tagged hashtag Parmesan Espresso Martini climbing to more than a staggering 328 million views. They often follow a similar format. The unlikely cocktail is sipped at first with great hesitation only to win over the drinker who responds with pleasure and shock. Maybe we'll have a look at one of those, yeah. those videos. A bartender friend of mine told me that I had to make an espresso martini with Parmesan cheese in it. Now he could just be trolling me but we're going to try it anyway. Got some pebble ice to chill our glass here. Got some fresh espresso from the local coffee shop. Ounce of coffee liqueur. Add some simple syrup if you want, but generally coffee liqueur is going to be sweet enough on its own. Now do two ounces of vodka. That didn't say anything. Don't forget to do a little pinch of sea salt. We're going to shake with plenty of ice. Fine strain into our chilled glass. Now we should just garnish it with coffee beans and drink it like this, but instead we're gonna grate some Parmesan cheese over the top of it. This feels crazy, my goodness. All right, let's try this monstrosity. I regret to inform you that was kind of awesome. 
I think you. it looks really good too. So it's basically, there's a few ways of doing it. Mm. That, that one is just literally an espresso martini with palms and grated on top. Yeah. There's other others where you um, rub the rim of the glass with yeah. orange rind and then and then sort of basically like you would salt a, mm. a margarita glass. You do I like that. grated parmesan. You do it that way. Um, and then uh, on this winemag.com article, they actually make Parmigiano-Reggiano infused vodka. Um, and so to do that, you take four ounces of vodka, a strip of blood orange peel, a tablespoon of freshly grated 24-month Parmigiano-Reggiano, and a teaspoon of the of the rind you actually put the rind in as well you put it all in a jar shake it well you store it overnight in the fridge and then you strain it through a cheesecloth and then you've got like parmesan vodka yeah i'm not into that yeah i I i've never been able to deal with like flavored spirits yeah it just tastes like burning that one i'm not sure parmesan vodka is for me yeah but like I've, i've watched a lot of these videos I don't know whether to believe people on TikTok yeah. anymore, but they're all because I'm going to say that roll fruit roll up wrapped yeah. pickle with the that was not delicious. No, well, I'm just it makes me think of um, all the bubble tea places that I go to. Sometimes you can get cheese foam on mm. top of it. This seems similar to that. Yeah. Like, I think that's made with cream cheese. So the cheese would sort of infuse with the foam on the espresso mm. martini. Maybe that really wouldn't nice. be too bad. I didn't make it, and I'm sorry. <laughs> um, like partly because I was a little bit grossed out, partly because partly because you were researching this at eleven o'clock class. Th- there's also have that. the opportunity. It's <laughs> also that. So let's go out. Uh, you've got some palmers in there. Yeah, we can go to a nightclub. The, yeah, I've got it on tap now. Let's hit the bars. Let's you've make got the microplane. Uh, I brought it with me. <laughs> bang bang bang. Let's go to TikTok. Yeah, I'm still eating that popcorn. But what did we talk about? I talked about pocket cheese from Italian McDonald's made parmesan rind crisps, and then made cacio e pepe popcorn with shit parmesan. And I talked about the seafood and parmesan prohibition, the million-dollar cheese heist in 2015, and the parmesan espresso martini that we're going to go and get a couple of. (laughs) Yeah, so you can vote for whose facts you found most interesting on Instagram. Our page is at Ingridopedia. And we'll see you next time. See you later.